But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. Uh, someone's child has stolen all our power converters and won't tell us where he's hidden them, so I guess we have to talk about X-Wing. Uh, on that, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Greg Smith. Look at that. A perfect intro. We didn't mess it up. Nice. Uh, until the boy coughs up our power converters and apparently our show notes, uh, how are we all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, just fine. Yeah, Nothing we've uh, yeah we've had a uh, a long weekend uh, for those of us here in the U.S. It was Independence Day this past weekend. Indeed. Uh, did we do anything fun for the holiday? My parents came to visit. That was fun. Oh, nice. We went camping. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, camping camping is always yeah. great. I went to the Toy and Miniatures Museum, which I highly recommend. Oh, anyone been ever in Kansas City? I've not been. It's amazing. Oh, it, it is awesome. Yeah. If uh, you're ever in Kansas City, I recommend that heavily. Does it have X-wing in there? It does not. Does it have Star Wars toys in there? It does have Star Wars toys in there. Quite. All right, Doug, you can bring your father. <laughs> I mean, it does. The Star Wars pales in comparison to Bob's Star Wars collection, but I think a lot of them do. <laughs> that is true. Father Bob pretty much has his own Star Wars toy museum. Uh, I didn't do much of anything that weekend. Uh, took a little road trip yes yesterday. Oh yeah, it was yesterday as we recorded this. Uh, went down and saw some. Uh, Small town Midwestern life, kind of my way of getting back in touch with my roots, despite not from being from around here. Uh, driving around, I discovered that peculiar Missouri is almost identical to my hometown in California. Layout, uh, the vibe, and everything. So that was a, a fun little side trick. I enjoy small That's peculiar. It is indeed. I, I, you know, I'd never been through peculiar because, I mean, why would you? Uh, but I'd heard of it so many times, so I thought, ah. That's why it's not that far. I'm going to go take a drive and nice little quiet burg. Uh, I couldn't see myself retiring there, but it's a. Uh, yeah. Hello, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, Greg, I uh, saw the pictures you went camping. How'd the kids like it? Uh, Archer did terrible. <laughs> uh, they liked it. He liked it, but he did not sleep well in the camper that we had. And uh, the girl, on the other hand, slept like a rock. Nice. Oh. So yeah, but the Saturday, uh, so the we were there Friday. Yeah, Saturday uh, was the first full day. He was a mess because he was cranky, and but it was good. We got to go swimming in the lake, and we got to go kayak. I kayaked for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. well, kayaking's awesome, man! It was so fun. Like I just went out and you know went into the middle of the lake or whatever, and just kind of went around the the, the shore and. It was so peaceful. I really enjoyed it. Mike likes to uh, kayak a lot, and he goes to like Clinton and Shawnee Lake. Well, I live right next to Shawnee Lake, so I might buy a kayak and do some kayaking. I don't know. Sounds pretty sounds, adventurous for me. That sounds like a good idea. But yeah, indeed. Yeah, I I have been canoeing before, but never kayaking. Yeah. Mainly because it just seems odd. I am a very top-heavy person. I'm built like Donkey Kong. So trying to put myself, you know, my wide Polish ass in a narrow little sharp-ended canoe seems like a recipe for failure to me. 
Yeah, canoes. I I didn't know that kayaks. You know, they're well, they're flatter, yeah. so they're less easy to tip over. And so I had only been in a canoe before, and I was like, yeah, that was not fun. Like, because you tip it over every two seconds. But the kayak was easy. It was good. I I you know just paddled and hung out in the water. It was really cool. When I went kayaking, we were in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, and we had a coat on our ship, like buzzing us. Give us huge waves, and he couldn't capsize us. Like he couldn't. <laughs> I actually pretty stable. Yeah. Yeah. My my water sporting days are quite a bit behind me. When I was uh, out at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, we had Smith Lake out there, and Smith Lake was awesome because they had cable skiing, which was a series of these towers arranged around the lake in a circuit, and it was a cable that was motor-driven. It would speed around them, and it had these little hooks on it. So you'd sit on the dock either on like a kneeboard or water skis or a single ski, or in some cases, like they'd have people who would do this on like an ironing board or an actual surfboard they weren't attached to, and you'd have uh, a, a rope like you'd have if you were water skiing behind a boat, and it was on a harness, and it would zip around, and when that hook came by, it would catch, and you'd get yanked off the dock, and it would oh, just geez. pull you around the lake at high speed. First couple of times, oh, you go right into the water, you go turfing off that dock. But once you get used to it and you know how to kind of jump a little with the takeoff, it's amazing because we were sitting here. I love doing the kneeboarding and we got to the spot where you, you know, come around the corner, use the momentum to hang with one hand, do spins, do flips. Oh, I miss that so much. There used to be a cable skiing place out here, apparently, but it got shut down about a decade ago for uh, sanitation reasons. Apparently. Yeah. But enough about this strange outdoors that none of us uh, are very comfortable with. Uh, X-Wing, that's been a thing. We had a, uh, a tournament in the last uh, two weeks, I believe. Uh, was that last two weeks? Yeah, it was. Lamu, the, uh, the hyperspace part of the uh, galactic qualifier. Uh, I know Doug and Alex and I were in it. Greg, you were uh, occupied with the kid. How did we yeah. all do? Not great. Not great at all. <laughs> I started off really well, but uh, didn't didn't end great. I uh, Doug and I both wound up on stream, not against each other, uh, and I got uh, I got the pants beat off me in a number of games. I managed to come back reasonably well, but yeah, I think yeah, I dropped at one and three. I scored eighteen points. <laughs> yeah, you. No Whole two rounds I played. Oh, I got tabled in twenty minutes by Eno because he two shot each of my ships. <laughs> it was uh, it's Eno, so yeah. like, and then the same thing happened in the second round. But I have something that cost thirty six points. So yeah, yeah, it was not. What, what were you running? The Bosk Fen, same list. Okay, yeah, Bosk Fen and uh, Kanan. Which the Django Zam that Eno was running is a hard matchup for it. Ooh, yeah. I don't remember what I played in round two. I think it was Jedi. Yeah, it was Jedi, and they just arc dodged me. What about you, Doug? Uh, I also ran the Kanan Ben Bosk. I couldn't decide on anything, and I'd never taken Scum to a major tournament before, so I said, why not? And uh, the first four rounds were great, and the last two rounds were very frustrating, and I finished 4 2 in like the mid 20s, I think. So yeah, I, I, I qualified for. The big tournament, the Battle for Alderaan. But I didn't All right. 
well, that makes one of us because I brought uh, a Re Republic list of three Arc 170s and Oddball with Thread Tracers and Hull Upgrade. I have to say, it seems like a stupid meme list, and I'm not by any means claiming it's good. But I had more fun flying Oddball than I have in a long while, mostly because all of my opponents, every time his ability triggered, and it triggered in every game, they went, wait, what? You, you, you <laughs> into evade into target lock? I said, yes. <laughs> oh, uh. And that I managed, at least in two of my games, to pull off that barrel roll out of arc, take an evade to get a target lock to fire a thread tracer, and it was hilarious every time. The downside of it is three huge medium-based ships just stink up the joint when you're trying to uh, get stuff done. That's a lot of beef to move around, and the arcs, as much as I love them, just aren't very agile. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with arc spam is they get in their own ways a yeah. lot. Um, and I'm sorry, I miss. Yeah, I, I misspoke. It is four 104th Battalion pilots, not three. There was enough room in there for a fourth, and uh, I probably would have been better served by bringing uh, some Delta Seven Jedi or uh, heck, even a bunch of CLT Jedi. I just thought, hey, what if I throw a whole bunch of red dice and? Uh, that didn't didn't turn out so well. No, yeah, you, you I mean can't... it's it's an interesting list, but uh, unless stuff just wants to straight joust you, I think you're gonna have a hard time and keeping all of your guns in the right spot. Yeah, no, nobody wanted to joust me. I did not rock myself because thankfully most of my opponents were kind enough to bring gas clouds. <laughs> and when you've got four beefy ships that don't really care about defense dice and the potential for free target locks, gas clouds are okay. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, once more, I took an untested list and gambled and gambles don't always win. That's the, that's the price you pay for gambling. On that yeah. note, uh, you know, we, we talk about bringing ships that are fun. Uh, one of the questions we've been asked to address on this podcast is what's a ship that we love to play yet. We might not see it do well in tournaments or we might not, we might love it, but we wouldn't bring it to a tournament. You know, kind of like uh, the, the the date you love, but you wouldn't bring home to mother. It's uh, what is our ship that each of us loves and we wish we could put in a list and it wouldn't be embarrassing. I'll go ahead and start off here because I have gone on record a number of times saying that the Kirox is my favorite looking ship in Star Wars. I just love that aesthetic to it. Uh, the fact that you can repaint it in almost any color scheme and it still looks cool. It's a very aggressive-looking fighter, and on paper, it should be as good as a T-65. However, it just never seems to, to, to pull through, and I think a lot of that is there's not, there's not the same build space in Scum as there is in Rebels, where the T-65 is like a perfect fit for the whole Rebel aesthetic. The Kirox, I wish it had just that one like little thing that would make it a desirable ship out there. I still love flying them, and the Cartel Marauder for 38 points, I think, is probably one of the most efficient chassis in the game. It's just missing that one little thing, yet I love it so. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's a pretty underrated ship, and 
X-wings just see a lot more play because people just like X-wings more. Like they're they're the most recognizable ship in Star Wars, probably, mm-hmm. and and people like to fly them. Like I, I think they are essentially the same ship. I mean, the configuration adds a little bit more flexibility to the X-wing, um, but I mean the the, the Kyrex has the illicit slot. Um, also, they have the two mod slots, which is unfortunately just not useful for jousters. Um, yeah, that's that's just it. If you had a better ace than Talonbane, that could be no incredible. such thing. No such yeah. thing. Talonbane is my favorite ace's high ship, you know, especially tricked out to the max. And I will, I will enjoy. Y'all mock me for uh, finishing in the uh, the ace's high bracket at Crossroads, but I had so much fun. No, 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 no. To be clear, it's a retort when you mock me. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's very fair. But uh, yeah, that it. If you have not tried the wonder that is a maxed out Talonbane Cobra in Aces High, I highly recommend it. It's just ridiculous, depending on your rules for recharging charges. Uh, cloaking device, stealth device, and dead man switch become ridiculous. Uh, but on that, uh, Alex, what's your favorite ship that we can mock you for? Oh, I have not had enough time to think about this. Um, crap. Most of my ships, my favorite ships are good. Yeah, see, because I was, I was going to say, you almost always would default to Fenrau when you bring him to literally every Fenrau and Bosk are my favorite pilots, and that's not true. I fly other factions sometimes. Um, but yeah, like, Fenrau and Bosk are my favorite pilots, and they're both fine. Um, I don't know, like, there's... Now, I've always wondered, because you flew Bosk all the way back in first edition, what is it about that YV and that particular lizard that just does it for you? So, when you can take a crit and split it into two hits... And reliably get max hits. That's what does it for me. <laughs> get the nice rush of adrenaline. Yeah, I like throwing as many damage as possible at people as quickly as possible. And uh, that plus five dice Fen Rao is what attracted me. So, a thing I've been wondering about Bosk obviously, with uh, Greedo, you have that conversion in there that's kind of a, you know, it, it automatics. His it's ability. the perfect card for Bosk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might take a few more crits, but you've got reinforcements. They're not shooting at Fenrau if they're shooting at Bosk. Right. Uh, mathematically, I mean, a crit without Greedo only happens one out of eight you know, times on a die. With Greedo, it happens one out of four times on a die. Are you, in doubling that... How does the math work out for that? I mean, you'd almost think that there should be an equivalency of Bosk's ability. Like you always say, like a force and a calculate aren't as good as a focus. But how good is Bosk's ability for throwing in that extra damage in there? It's 100% always better than a crit. It's like a direct hit is the best crit. Mm-hmm. And Bosk is a direct hit every time. Yeah, I mean, there's some really niche situations where like you are, it is impossible for you to kill the ship but you could draw a weapons failure or a blinded pilot or something to survive an incoming shot. Like in that situation, a very specific crit is better than boss ability, but that's very niche. And yeah, like 99.9% of the time, it's better to just do two damage. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. It'd be interesting to run the math on that because again, up until recently, the YV hasn't seen a lot of, a uh, lot of play in second edition, but I would, I would go so far as to say that uh, your list here, Alex, especially, I mean, obviously Zam Crew has been an enabler, but your list has put Bosch back on the map. Yeah, um, I might end up regretting that because it's, <laughs> Bosch is ass to play against. Yeah, oh, he's become rather popular. 
yeah, like it's I might have be hoisted by my own petard, so to speak. Yeah. And and Zam kind of makes Bosk easy mode, but I think Gamut and to a lesser extent Gleb also activate Bosk a lot more than he had in the past. Like there's there's just been a lot of crew that have come out that are like, oh hey, for scum in particular, they're like, oh hey, free free actions seem good on ships that like full mods. I'm, every ship likes full mods, but like something like Bosk in particular does because he can put out so much damage reliably with him. Agreed. And uh, I think when Gimmick came out, I was like, that's the card that makes Bosk independent. He doesn't have to have a coordinator anymore because of that card. So I do agree with Doug. I think Bosk will still be fine after Zam gets priced into oblivion. Okay. Uh, Greg, I, I have my guesses as to what you're going to say, but what is your uh, ship you love to play but might not make it into a tournament list for you? Uh well, I think every you know everybody probably thinks of those things any or something like that. Um, but I want Chewbacca to be good. Ooh, um, which Chewbacca? Uh, any of them. Like so, <laughs> he's got the resistance, which they did make his ability better. You can do an action, and then you can attack uh, his. That's his resistance one when something and, dies. And to be fair, there have been some successful resistance Chewy lists. Um, there has, but let's be honest, it's so far and few in between. Yeah, Mostly because the, oh. the resistance uh, scavenged YT-1300 is just so much worse than the Rebel version. I was just looking at it, and I didn't realize wow. that the dial is worse. The... The the rotate became red. It's down two shields. Yeah, it's proportionally cheaper. Hey, let me. But oh, it, it is Falcon. significantly cheaper. To be fair, <laughs> the scum Falcon. the scum Falcon is a one hundred percent different ship. Uh, that's yeah. the only way to look at Dewey it. Doing the scum Which Falcon. The it's thirty years older, man. It's been on Jakku for thirty years. You know, and that might actually be. Well, that's still bad. I don't know. I just want to fly Chewy, and I can't. So well, I can, but it's garbage. Um. I had another one that I wanted, because that was kind of like a... As a quick aside, I do think something like Resistance Chewie is something that could shine in hyperspace really well. Like, if, if for example, Resistance Falcons were in hyperspace, oh, but you could only say. take, like, Chewie or the generic. Like, I think Chewie and a bunch of Fireballs or A-Wings or something, is something in a limited format could actually be really useful. So he just kind of suffers and extended. Saying that he might be good if you're forced to only be able to fly him. Well... <laughs> Yes, but that's kind of the point of hyperspace, is you're forced to bring not always the top-tier things. I wish that Chewie was the number one choice and not the one that we had to choose. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, the Scimitar. Mm, yeah, your Sith Infiltrator. Yeah, that's literally a shift that if it did not exist, nobody would remember or care. And I they... I forgot about it. Until you brought it up. Yeah, like, people are like, what are you talking about? And then you're like, oh, yeah, the Darth Maul one that they nerfed, like, immediately. And when I say nerfed, it's because they took eight to nine points for a large base. Are you joking? Yeah. So, and they made it, they're like, oh, well, before you could do double uh, infiltrators, which I get it, because now you got double uh, fire sprays in CIS. So you're like, well, that, you know, that didn't really fit the whatever. But I feel like nobody's talking about that like they did the double infiltrators like people like were like wow you could put everything on these suckers and then it's like have you ever played against Sam? <laughs> and so like it was like okay would we rather play against that or like just I would like to be able to play a mall and him not die 
I'm not going to say one round because he won't because he's pretty thick, but like two rounds, it just makes it super awkward. So like, I would love to be able to fly Maul or Dooku, which I have had a little bit of success in the past with a infiltrator, but uh, they just, I would like to put hate on it, I guess, without paying nine points. So I do think they, they over nerfed hate a little bit. And oh, retaliation God. to that list. How long well, ago was but, that? That was uh, years ago. Two years yeah. ago, I think. I'm like, who was not paying attention? Who's quite literally like, hey, guys, do you remember hate? And they're just like, shut up, Carl. Get out. And they like, <laughs> yell at this person. And there's like, no, no, like, for real. Like, remember how you nerfed hate? Yeah, no, nine points. Ridiculous. So I'm upset. I, I feel like I'm Greg starting Rantz. my rant early. I love Greg Rants. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I, I had that tense up. I'm sorry. I love it. So here's something that I found kind of interesting. So if you took Darth Maul and you put Zam Wessel, Count Dooku, and Shield upgrade on him, that's 83 points. That is not a bad uh, you know, point there when you uh, consider that uh, Zam by herself is 76 in the, uh, in the fire spray. So you could run that, and something that kind of hit me was... You could put like tractor beam on there as well for only four points because the bonus attack you get from Zam does not state it has to be a primary attack. So the idea of an ace shooting at you and you getting to tractor them before you make your uh, regular attack or mm. things of that nature, getting that, that free tractor out there or an ion cannon or things like that, uh, that actually. Huh, Kind I of think fun. The, the biggest yeah. problem with that whole thing is you could bring Zam with Dooku crew for right. the same price or a little bit cheaper than that massive build, and it just feels more effective. But that's and that's super sad because you're just like, and we talked about this before in CIS, like uh, me and you, Doug. We've said the whole uh, what was the tri fighter thing, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I start building these tri fighters, and then I just get rid of all of them, and I build a completely different list. Yeah. So, like, that's what this does feel like. It's like, I would love to, Matt. Like, I hear you, and I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. And then I see the price tag, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you could just, like, bring double uh, fire sprays. So one thing you could look at, though, if you do Zam in the fire spray and Maul in the infiltrator, like, that, those are two ships that are going to double tap if you shoot at them. Uh, well, I guess Maul double tap if you miss. But either way, like, you can, you can mm -hmm. just kind of joust with those two. You have two I-5s that are throwing a ton of modified dice, that can attack up to four times a turn. Like, has anybody tried that? Like, has anybody? Not to my knowledge, but um, the thing is, everybody kind of like Django Zam did well, and like you said, everybody kind of forgets the scimitar exists. So I think people yeah. just haven't explored it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just put together something that is so stupid. I love it. Uh, you can run Zam in the fire spray with Hondo crew. And two dark couriers with gonk droids, and that's two hundred points. I, I think he was talking about the good, the good scimitars, <laughs> <laughs> not the bad ones with useless upgrades. To be fair, any oh, scimitar yeah. at this point. No, no, no. Scimitar squadron pilots. I actually still firmly believe that Maul is worth his sixty-five points just as a piece. But Oh, okay. Absolutely. Also, did anybody look to see, because I think this, I, I know we've touched on this before, but it might have gone a little bit under the radar for some people. 066 is so bad that they made him 
what's the math? Oh god, two points cheaper than the two generic. Cheaper than the generic. Yeah, because... but he has, he has calculate instead of focus. Like, yeah, so... that's just a droid thing. But it has an ability. And well, yeah, he's but... initiative three. He's got his ability. After you defend, you may spend a calculate to perform an action. Now you throw yeah. Kraken on him, right? And you're hauling and... a you're hauling a calculate around. Yeah, so you've got free actions out there. Uh, it's just crazy that it's cheaper than a dark courier. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that they couldn't make the dark courier fifty points because then you'd run four of them. But let's be honest; at least swarms would come back to CIS. So four large spaceships okay. is not a swarm. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it couldn't I, be a mini swarm either. I also think you're overselling 066 a little bit. Like, if you put Kraken on him, he's not a forty-nine point ship; he's a sixty-point ship. Like that's that's a very big difference Ooh. to enable his ability. Oh, and I see. What you're saying. His, yeah, you're you're vamping him that much. Yeah, yeah, and while his ability on paper seems decent, like your action which, would be to calculate most of the time anyway. Well, you already calculated, so your action would be to target lock. But like, you could have just taken the target lock most of the time, or and and like you're you're spending you the calculation to do it, so you're not. You could barrel roll, yeah, with the red roll. But then like their blues aren't amazing for clearing that stress. I don't like O sixty six isn't bad by any means, but I think it's justifiable. I'm gonna talk the scimitar up a little bit. It's got one through three straight and then one bank, two bank blues. Yeah, but that's not a large base ship. Oh, that's true. I mean that's that's, that's, yeah, if you're intentionally stressing yourself, that that's pretty limiting turn after turn. You gotta keep it up for that big five K. Have I have I introduced you to my friend Electronic Baffle? Oh Mm -hmm. I I, yeah, like I'm I'm not saying Bad ship. I like the infiltrator. I'm just pointing out that if you're using 066 to get like barrel rolls, no, I totally get awesome. it. I've played him before too, and it was like, oh, I already have calculated better target lock, and then it's just stupid. I get it. Ah, but, but I, if you have a target lock, then you can take advantage of Burwer Cret. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Doug, what ship do you want to play in turn? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say is. The worst thing about Zam pilot being in, se- in separatists is that, like things like the infiltrator could really utilize Zam crew, but why not just bring the fire spray instead? Because right. they're roughly the same price when you start putting upgrades on them, and the fire spray is just better. Uh, but okay, okay. we'll get into that later. It, she needs to go up, so that could fix a lot of problems. Up, yeah. up, up. Uh, I didn't really think about this. I mostly just play things I want to play, but I guess. Gori would fall under that category. Not because I think she's bad. She just... I don't like two ship lists with Gori, and you run out of points real quick trying to put more than a second ship in there. And I've never found anything I really like for a tournament setting. I hear you there because I've tried to fly Gori with a bunch of Kiraxes, and it always winds up like my soon-tiering Inquisitor's experiment. Just, like, you know, peanut butter and motor oil. Two good things that you don't want to have together. It's just... Uh. Yeah, the- the Ace Mini Swarm archetype in general doesn't seem to work very well in second edition for whatever reason. Um, yeah, um, it's kind of a bummer. But... Yeah, I think generally either stuff is efficient enough, you should just bring all of that, or the generics aren't efficient enough, so you should just bring all aces. And the the Ace Mini Swarm archetype just doesn't quite work, which is a bummer because it's a it's a neat neat archetype. Yeah, like Republic had some some of it, but that was about it. Was early Republic stuff, like the Tessum list is Ace Mini Swarm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a weird mini swarm. You're a weird mini swarm. That's true. <laughs> Very fair. Don't bring uh, four of me in an ace, is what I'm saying. <laughs> if I could bring four of you in an ace, I would. 
Four of you and Fenral. That'd be my favorite. I'm not a very good ship, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All his moves are red. What the hell? Oh, man. He's got a blue zero stop, and everything else is red. That sounds valuable. Yeah, that's easy. I'm not that fast in space. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things that aren't fast, we're going to be waiting a while for the next uh, points update. It's supposed to be around uh, fall, is what AMG has said. Some people are figuring September-ish, which doesn't seem that you know that risky of a guess. But some people, especially with things like how absolutely powerful Zam has been and some other cards that seem like they're incredibly cheap, we've each put together a list of five predictions slash wish lists of things we either expect to or want to see when that points change comes around. And we have not consulted with each other on these, so I guarantee you we're going to have some repetition, and yeah, some I things wrote... are going to wind up on all of our lists, just like they're probably on all of yours. I specifically yeah. made ten instead of five, because I assumed we'd have overlap. You I made ten? Eight. I haven't even made a list yet. I have eight. <laughs> a lot of mine are really obvious. Like, Zam Cruz oh. should go up. I'll take oh, the first oh, one. Yeah, I Zam left Zam those obvious ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we all agree uh, Zam should go up, and I'm pretty sure that would make everybody's list. But how much should Zam Crew go up by? I said up six to ten. I said up five to nine. I said up four to eight. <laughs> you said it should go up that many or up to that many? Yeah, up to up. eight, eight, nine, and ten is what we're saying yeah. that Zam okay. should go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the reason I said ten is because Zam is too auto include right now. Like. It's probably the wrong choice to not bring Zam Crew in mm. Scum for sure. And if you're for whatever reason not bringing Zam Pilot, you should probably bring Zam Crew, Zam Crew in Separatists. Like it, it is an auto include card, and for that reason, I think it needs to get the Han treatment a little bit. And I think they should make it arguably too expensive and then roll it back. But even at ten points, I don't think that's too expensive. Not like, at all. I'd bring it at ten. The reason I said eight is because I feel that there is a lot of nerf overreaction, especially in the scum faction. Look at what they've done to my beautiful boy Boba Fett, and how it's still good, by the way. Who is still great? Yeah, you just—I mean. Fett was great but, without Maul. That's kind of my point, is that everybody cries over reaction until somebody's like, oh wait, this is still good, and then yeah. does it well. You, you, could, you could bump Zam crew all the way to 10 points, people would complain and cry, and then they'd find five, you know, six points to clear from their list and put Zam in there anyway. Yeah, like, And I think the, the point is, is that like in 2nd edition, for the most part, there haven't been cards that you should include all the time, and you don't want Zam to do that, because it's, it's not interesting. That every scum list you're going to hit has Zam crew, and you have to worry about the Dengar effect essentially on mm -hmm. a not Dengar ship, and like it, it should be twice a, on one Dengar or twice, ship, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or like in the STC uh, this week, the scum multi list is a Bob is it's a yeah okay it's Boba Dengar never mind, but like there are like boss Dengar lists that now Bosk has Zam crew, Dengar is Dengar. Who do you shoot? What is the correct choice? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, anyway, like it should be a meaningful choice to bring Zam, not a well duh. And it's it's super hard in the well duh territory right now. Very true. Very true. I said nine because that felt like the correct amount between the nerfing it too hard or walking it back, and me being a biased scum player. So nine nine felt right. So I said nine. That's that's fair. That's fair. So Greg, what's something that you'd like to One see? Real quick thing. Is, oh, okay. Uh, 
Han Gunner is 10 points. And I'm pretty sure I would still take, assuming you have both a crew and a gunner, and both of them are open, I'm pretty sure I'd take Zam over Han every time still. And twice on Sundays, yeah. It, I mean, there's probably some instances where, like based on pilot abilities and stuff, you'd have to bring yeah. them But True, true. All right. Greg, what would you like to see uh, featured in a points change? I'd like to see tri-fighters come down. Um, I don't know exactly how far down I want them, uh, because right now they're at, ooh, I was almost ready for this. Uh, of course I would be. Uh, 35, 35 points. Um, so the Interceptor in the Empire is 31 points. Um, obviously the Interceptor in the Empire cannot share focus slash calculates, but right now you can fit five Tri-Fighters in a list and nobody's doing it. Um, doesn't mean that it's not good, but nobody's still doing it. They just, they pop super easy. I will say that uh, network calculations with three agility is really good. Um, but three attack dice with calculates, uh, they, they go really quick. So it's not like it evens, or it evens out. Um, so it really feels like a lot of, they're just like a little bit vamped up uh, vultures. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not amazing. They're That's not... what they feel like to me. Yeah, you you hit the nail yeah. on the head. They don't feel like droidy interceptors. They feel like interceptory droids. Uh, right. It feels that, like I the mean, vultures just got a little bit of a boost. Yeah. It's like why are right. they four points more expensive than an Alpha Squadron Tie Interceptor when the Alpha Squadron Tie Interceptor is, in my opinion, so much better. Yeah, and. Uh... And what the, their initiative ones. Um, so I would think that, see, I just don't want it to be the Nantex treatment. Um, ooh, well, if I, I can, don't know. If I can interject real quick. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I think that they probably need to come down a little because they haven't been played at all. And which is also an argument that we probably need data before bringing them down because like people aren't even trying them. Like they, they, right. They could be busted, and people just haven't given them a chance for whatever reason. Um, they are probably a little too expensive. But the the like the comparison to an alpha is in a one on one versus one. I would take the alpha, but even going up to a second of each of them, the tri fighter gets a lot more appealing because of network calculations. Like there's, they have the because of network calculations, they're going to be really difficult to balance because they they right. they have uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, they're exponentially stronger the more of them there are. So, right, force multipliers. But with yeah. that, don't you think that because they just become exponentially more pricey too? So, like, I have to fly two to three to four of them. So, me having a thirty-five point price tag on them kind of just makes them. Yeah, work. that's that's twelve to sixteen so, points. You know, the um, argument though is that what if instead of running three vultures you ran or three tri-fighters you ran one tri-fighter and three vultures or something like that so you have the calculates to enable the ship to always have mods on its big attack uh, but you're not breaking the bank for it like it, instead of thinking of them as an individual ship you add them two swarms to add a like a hammer to your anvil sort of thing you know uh, what this this reminds me of kind of as a weird side tangent vegan burgers so <laughs> Okay, hear me out. One of the problems with vegetarian substitutes for meat products is that they fail when they are vegetable trying to be meat instead of 
hey, just have a nice vegetable. It's very hard to get something like the Impossible Burger, the Beyond Burger, that actually is like, hmm, this is as good as what it's being compared to. Trying to make the Tri-Fighter, hey, let's make an Interceptor out of something that is, you know, separatisty, something that is droidy. Right. And it's like, if you expect the Tri-Fighter to be a TIE Interceptor, you are always going to be disappointed. And that's where I am, because I want everything to be a TIE Interceptor. Uh, it's just so different. And, I mean, droids are different in just the way they fly with all of their don't like to bank and they get mm. blue hard turns and the one thing the, the droid tri-fighter has does it have a blue three hard yes yeah yes. see that's great if you have a way to take advantage of that so if it had i know it's got the it like independent calculations time right and it's got the right. thing like it's got Jeffy, boost, do yeah, boost <laughs> into uh and then barrel roll into evade. And that's where it's like, oh, because if you that's had like- bar- I love yeah. that design. I, I love that because it, yeah. it takes out the obvious, I'm gonna do a blue three hard barrel roll into calculate and then just keep repeating that. And yeah, have some of the best maneuvering options in the game. It makes you have to be like, okay, if I boost to change my heading, now I'm on a 45 degree angle and I'm a droid, I don't like those. So it, it requires you to be in a totally different headspace, uh, much in the same way that the, the uh, Vulture does over the TIE Fighter. I've flown against TIE Fighter swarms a lot, and I hate them because of how agile they are. Vulture droids are technically less agile, but they're, they seem so much better because of the benefits they have. The hard turns make it easier to keep them in formation. Uh, you don't necessarily want to bank. And I just, I think you're exactly right. There is a space for the Colicoid Interceptor. At 35 points, no one's willing to take the risk to find it. Hear me out. I just built this list. So four Colicoid Interceptors and outmaneuver Impervium Plating Solus One Grievous. Boom. Uh, that is similar to what our local uh, store runner, uh, John Reinig, ran against me in our uh, local league. Uh, uh, say that again, Alex. So it's the fat Grievous outmaneuver in Peruvium Solus one. Oh, okay. Four Colicoid interceptors, two hundred points. Interesting. Yeah, that, I, that seems worth trying. Yeah, like I want to play. That I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. So this is kind of that Ace Mini Swarm thing, but it's really. Yeah, but the Swarm but, Mini Swarm is better because they're three die ships. Yeah, they're say- three threes, and they all help each other. Mm. Like this is my problem with like so. I think it's totally reasonable that Tri-Fighters might need to come down. And part of that is because they're so awkward to build around, nobody's trying them. But until somebody actually gives them an actual attempt, right. I, I don't like saying yeah. they should go down. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I, I, as Matt was talking to, it made me realize I hated vultures in the beginning. I hated them. And because I was like, oh, okay, it's just going to pop. Like, I'm not going to take a ship that just dies. And, and which then- is super... Funny because separatists like you just take ships that die, but then I did really well with my mall plus four. And what happened? I think that vultures got super cheap. What it was down it? a lot? Yeah, they started yeah. at like twenty two, and the struts were like three points. They went to nineteen points. Yeah, and the struts went down to one, so it went from twenty five for vulture struts to twenty. And the shells were cheaper back then. I think stuff yeah. came down, and I was like, oh, exploit. So then I was like, oh, the. 
And then I was like, oh, these things are actually pretty survivable because like if they don't die, obviously it's a stupid statement, but if they don't die in that first engage or something, then you're way ahead already. So everyone was running Kraken then too. So you were keeping calculates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you right. calculations was super strong. Interesting. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could fit Kraken into that list you came up with, Alex. And you can, but you have to drop it to, and this would be a different operating list. Watt Tambor with Kraken and Solus One. I, I do probably, like Watt a lot. I probably drop Outmaneuver and either Impervia and Solus One and keep Impervia among Grievous personally. Maybe not. I don't know. Right. But I mean, uh, Watt is, I mean, Watt's ability with Tri Fighters out there is great. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty solid. It's definitely, you yeah, definitely. I, I think the biggest point here is proves is like, there's still stuff worth trying and nobody's done it for whatever reason. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know there's probably some people listening being like, well, I've tried tri fighters and they weren't great, but like, we're talking about like tournament data. Like, yeah, it's right. like an actual sample size. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate that people have probably tried them and not liked them, but until we see people like prepping for tournaments, bringing these lists and then them failing, uh, I just, we need something to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, for my thing that I expect to see, I'm going to throw myself on my own grenade here and say XX23 Thread Tracers have got to come up in points. Yep, uh, they're on my list. Yeah, I would actually see Thread Tracers going up to four points, a two-point increase. Exactly what uh, I said as well. Because they are they're so easy to put on small ships in a swarm or aces with low attack values anyway that you want to be support ships. And there are there are cheap options in both those categories. Uh, Bandit squadrons or Benair pirates can carry them. Uh, you can even put them on, if you want to spend a few more points, I've actually been fiddling with a couple lists of uh, uh, Colossus Station mechanic fireballs with thread tracers and advanced slam as kind of little hey i'm going to set up the attack here uh don't put them on six though no <laughs> that's that's uh well you did pretty well with it's it proven right? success i, was I thought i was like wait a minute wait no it was, uh yeah, for a moment there i thought you meant soul six uh, and i'm like you can't I but, probably don't uh, the muscle <laughs> yeah so the the thread tracers are just they're not broken in and of themselves because they require you to play to make the best use of them, you have to play a specific type of list and play it in a specific manner. There are very few times, if you are flying, I would say, more than four ships, you should have Thread Tracers in your list, I feel. Because it's a way to just increase your efficiency so much. It allows you to take those red maneuvers and still get mods. It, yeah, it's a gamble, because you have to still make that three-die attack hit usually with just a focus, but hey, that's a, when you've got two ships with them, because you can bring up to two of them, that's not impossible. Bitter's yeah. undercosted is the best. Tracers are good, yeah. Bitter's yeah. undercosted. I think four is a good place for them to be, because yeah. then you're bringing eight for the pair. That's a non-negligible portion of the list. No, and that means you have to actually commit to your efficiency gimmick. Like my six swarm has to drop an ion cannon if tracers are at four. Or a tractor beam, and I think I'd drop the ion cannon. Yeah. But but then you'd have a bid. Not much of one, though. 
Uh, so in a similar vein, just to bring it up, I, I said Procket should go up one. Um, uh, I was debating how much Procket should go up by. Uh, I think one is fine. Like, um, so if you look at the... Well, so I also think this one should go up, although that's a different discussion. Um, but, but let's say just Procket's go up one. The six Barons have to lose a Tracer Missile. So you're doing one Naked Baron, or one, one just Disciplined, one with Disciplined Tracers, and four with Disciplined Prockets. Mm. And that losing one Tracer Missile there is actually really significant for that early Alpha Strike, because if the Tracer misses, you don't have a backup to enable all those Prockets. Like... It, it puts more risk in the list. And then on top of that, I think this one should go up so then the list just wouldn't fit. Um, but the point is, like, for the Barons in particular, I think the Procket spam is what makes them overwhelming, not anything else. Now, you say that, but the other thing that I was looking at was the fact that at five points, Prockets and Advanced Proton Torpedoes are the same cost for a one-shot four-die attack. One of them requires a bullseye right. and a focus. But the other one the requires range one and the, a target. The big difference there. One yeah. like right. a focus is a lot easier to acquire for low initiative, and B, in general, cheap spammers have missile slots, not torpedo slots. And that, yeah, that's exactly my point. I'm like, we don't have a cheap torp carrier that isn't a Y wing, six or a six. Yes, yes, Alex is six. But even then, like, if let's say Procket six are really popular right now, if Prockets went up, I doubt that advanced proton torpedoes would take their place. Because the lock requirement on an I-1 ship is a much bigger deal than a focus requirement. But thread tracers exist. But then you I, have to hit the thread tracer. Yeah, and that's, the exactly, that's exactly the my point. Barons is the thread tracer is the backup for not having the focus for the prockets. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it just makes all the prockets double-modded instead of single-modded, which makes the Alpha Strike crazy strong. But Right, indeed. Uh, speaking anyway, of Barons... Anyway, my point is, you're not seeing naked Barons tearing up the, like, the meta. It's specifically Procket Barons, and then all of the little things that get on top of them make, the, make it really good. But the core is the Prockets are the problem. Yeah. Can I just say on, on that note as well, the meme about the three agility mafia or the tyranny of three agility, it's funny, and the thing is, I, I hate those kind of just meme -y things, but man, does it feel real because I've had my teeth punched in by barons and a-wings so much the last couple weeks uh i mean i think it's i don't think it's the three agility alone that makes them difficult i think it's the fact that you have survivable ships that you can spam and not give up any offense that is uh, i mean i think it's a mix of a lot of things like the inherent having five to six ships with three agility makes the list really hard to grind through uh, these lists are also listed start at a minimum of I3, which makes lower initiative stuff have a really hard time to deal with it, especially like in the case of A-Wings and Barons where they almost always have Prockets on them. And if they're moving second, it's way easier to line up the bullseye. So low initiative stuff just is at an automatic big disadvantage. And then for like A-Wings, you're talking about pilot abilities on top of everything as well. Like it's, I, it's not just three agility. Well, I will actually throw in there uh, then for my second one that I think I Bar haven't done one yet. You haven't done one yet? <laughs> no, we skipped okay. me. <laughs> well, you've been so quiet. Well, it's because we went straight from the your tracers into the prockets. Indeed. But, uh, what do you think should go up, Alex? Well, I mean, this one got mentioned, so I'm going to call it out so it doesn't get taken off my list. But the best talents? This one should go up. I, my one point, I feel like, is fine. Yeah, Say the heroic treatment. I mean, like any more, and you literally can't bring discipline because you can't fit enough copies. But obviously, it's too good at one, and we can't. And we're not at four hundred point games yet, so two points it is. I would agree there. 
Yeah, I agree. I think bumping it up to two solves a lot of the problems. Um, you interestingly like things like Goran Strikers still fits really easily. Yeah, they but, have tons uh, of points to play with in Goran Strikers. Yeah, but that's probably more of the interaction with Goran and Strikers is the problem more than Discipline itself. <laughs> Agreed. Very true. Very true. And to round it out, uh, Barons. I picked that Barons should go up by two points to make them equivalent to a Green Squadron pilot A wing. And I actually hard disagree. Hard that. disagree. Really? Yeah. really? Barons are anything A wing should come down. Like whoa, Barons are not a problem. It's the things it's that are the, going on. Yeah, it's the pocket like, discipline. Yeah, combat. people are not bringing a naked Baron in a list as a filler because it's too efficient. Conversely, I said Inquisitors should go up. Um, I am going up one point to thirty-seven. Um, I do think Barons are fine where they're at once you nerf the toys that are breaking them and other ships. Yeah, let's yeah. say, for example, if Discipline goes up to two and Prockets go up one and Tracers go up two, that list just doesn't fit anymore. I like 20 points, like, by quite a bit. Okay, so you're saying that uh, Inquisitors should be the same points as a Jedi Knight because you're basically saying that the better linked actions on the... Inquisitor I was thinking about comparing it to the Jedi Knight. I was just thinking 36 is too good. One more point seems like right. Well, that, that makes it equal to the Jedi Knight. And I, that's a very good point because you look at the better action bar on the Inquisitor, but the option for fine-tuned controls on the Jedi Knight makes them both... Uh, I would say that's a pretty good comparison right there. I'm going to disagree again. I don't think that's a useful comparison because you don't take naked Jedi Knights. Yeah. Like, like you again, don't, I wasn't is, making a comparison. Yeah, nobody runs Jedi Knights without a configuration. I have like three lists with configuration list Jedi Knights, but uh, have you ever ran them like in a tournament since, setting? Since they came out, so yeah, that's, that, that's, that's true. Like that, I think the only time I've ever seen a configureless Aether Sprite was specifically a chopper carrier, and they just didn't put the configuration on instead of, to keep a bit. Like, and they got a mod slot out of instead of CLT yeah, for a shield like, upgrade. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I do agree. The the tie V1, tie against V1, is uh, it's a very good chassis. I can see the point that you're not bringing naked barons in the same way that you generally don't bring naked A-wings. Yeah, you're right. It is the it's the combos that you can put on them that make them good. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my problem. Anytime people bring up the three agility menace, is it's like people aren't running naked six. Like the Focho was a meme for about two months and then disappeared like it's not the chassis it's the things that people are putting on them kind of like and, how in, in rebel beef they didn't raise bigs they raised everything else that bigs enabled well, nobody ran bigs yeah. that was only but it is thing. the same sort of idea yeah but yeah. but yeah and it's yeah and granted like the three agility ships enable things like discipline and brackets really well because they are inherently very tanky ships for their cost that they're able to like z95s don't use brackets because it's way too easy to lose a z95 before it gets a chance to shoot it that sort of thing. Um, but still, it's it's the problem with the upgrades, not the ships. Very true. Right. Greg, what else would you like to see uh, come into changes? Um, I was looking at Quick Draw slash Special Forces Gunner. Oh. Uh, in, in the past, they brought Special Forces Gunner down one, which made Quick Draw come down one, I think it was, or some, something like that. Uh, there's like a little little combo they can do so they're not making like uh, special forces gunner too cheap. Uh, but I think that quick draw should be less than 56 because special forces gunner is a auto include type of deal with her. 
Um, and I'm bad at making comparisons for these ships, but if you had the opportunity to t take Bonrag or Quick Draw with Special Forces Gunner, Doug, which one are you going to take? I mean, I would take Von Rigg, but a lot of people argue the Quick Draw is better. Like that's that's actually pretty debated. I just don't see how she's better. But but and I, all I'm saying is like I look at those points and I go like, oh, but like you could get something that doesn't have two agility and uses her ability one time because she gets slammed for you know in the in the initial uh, engagement type of deal. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I don't fly her well because I've heard that people fly her with fanatical, um, and then they take an evade after her shields are down, and they do it that way. Um, I just okay. she never survives that long for me. Yeah, I would argue more than quick draw that special forces gunner needs to come down. Um, like so, a Zeta the I two with special forces gunner is still forty one, and back when X wings and TIFO or TISFs were about the same price. People still preferred X Wings, and X Wings are three points cheaper now. Uh, two. Uh, you know, no, you're no two points. Yes, two points cheaper. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember where the I two was since I don't fly it anymore. Right. Um. But uh, like t Special Forces Gunner TISFs have never been popular except for Quick Draw, and I think it's just a. I understand why they were cautious about pricing it at the price. I just think it can afford to come down at this point. It's been enough time. They can come down. I yeah. It, it would also add something to the faction. Like, and I'm all about like mixing it up for the faction. And I think that would kind of shake it up enough. Yeah. If I, you I, had I, quick draw. They need a three die attack jester. Yeah. Part of the point of the SF is that it was so versatile and that you could run like just the naked chassis for a really efficient two die front and rear arc. You could put missiles on it and utilize the front and back arc with missiles, or you could bring the, the heavy jouster with it. And the heavy mm -hmm. jouster has never actually been a thing. Yeah. So that's mine. All right. Okay. I agree. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. I want to preface my next one by saying this is exists in a world where Zam crew has been nerfed. Okay. <laughs> I think Fenrau needs to come down two points to sixty-six <laughs> points. I, I want I want to mock you for this being another Fenrau thing, but I can't because I agree. Ah, Fen's in such a weird spot. Yeah, I just think list building is going to be really hard with a 10-point Zam in Scum. And I think Fen... Like, so, obviously, comparing cross-factions and chassis is dumb. But Fen and Poe started at the same price. And Poe costs 61 now. And Fen still is 68. But Fen is... Well, uh... Is Fen better than Poe, though? Right, but then you think about it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe, uh... I've I mean, never had such, a Poe that got one shot. There's such different ships. My they argument are. for that would be that Poe yeah. has never been a meta force, and Fen has at points, but especially when they were both 68. Is there I, a I specific list? Here. I knew there's no, there's no convincing here. But what'd you say, Greg? Is there a specific list that you're trying to get to fit? Nope. With your not, not even nope. thinking of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I just I think just, that in a world yeah. where Zam crew costs 10 points, it's going to be pretty impossible to list build. With scum, so, yeah, yeah. with fan at sixty-eight, so yeah. that's why. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Doug. What else would you like to see appear in this change list? Um, 
Uh, the, the, well, to, I have plenty of scum nerfs, but let's move to something else for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many of scum. There's just so many scum. Yeah. Nerfs um, let's go with uh, an easy one. I think everybody would agree with, which is Hera needs to go up. Uh, I have her as going uh, up to 46. I think it's pretty debatable. I have her at 45. But yeah. Um, either way. It, yeah, it just part of the problem with how ridiculously good she is is she just doesn't cost much when you finally kill her, and every little bit helps. But Doug, they nerfed her ability. They really did not. <laughs> yeah. No. 42 points is really good for her there. So 46 would put her uh, at the same cost as Ahsoka, correct? No, Ahsoka's 49. She's 49? So, I can read, yeah. Uh, okay. I look at this, and I think of how Ahsoka should be better. Or maybe it's because Ahsoka's better by herself. And then Hera can be thrown into a list and make it exponentially better. Any list. Pretty Any much. list. Right, right, yeah, right. I think so, it was just a, a situation of them. I think everybody undervalued a, so, or Hera's ability until they actually put her on the table. Yeah, like, 100%. I think most people, when Hera came out at 40, I, I remember people saying Hera was overcosted at 42 when she came out. Um, Whoa. No, it wasn't an unreasonable thing. Like 42 points for an A-Wing sounds like a lot until you realize how good that ability is. Um, and it's just clearly the ability is way better than people thought it would be, which means either errata her ability or just make her go up. And I think making her go up is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Same. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll jump around to Alex again. Uh, what's another one you'd like to see? Uh, Zam pilot hasn't been mentioned yet, right? Um, nope. Obviously, yeah, we'll front her in with crew, but yeah. probably. But obviously, she used to go up. I have her going up nine points to eighty-five. I said to eighty-one, but that's also because I had Dooku going up. Um, I like so eighty-five is the same as Boba, right? Or one point less? It's. I think it's one point less. Okay. Like, I do still still think Boba is better, especially if you're comparing naked chassis versus naked chassis, but. I'm not gonna. I, I don't yeah. have a dog in the fight. I think 85 is still pretty reasonable. Yeah, I just think like in Separatists, you start with Zam. That's list building. So that's why I have her going up. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah Boba is 86. But uh, what well, you have Django going up? Did you say you had Django going up too? He Doug? said he had Dooku going up. I had Dooku. Dooku. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was gonna say I thought Django was fine. All right. Sorry. Well. I'm going to throw a controversial one out there. Well, not so much controversial, but probably uh, something no one asked for, but I'd love to see. I want to see points reductions across the board on the Lancer, the Shadowcaster. I want to see the generic go down to 52, drop Sabine to 55, and then drop uh, Ketsu to 64 and Asajj to 66. That's a two or three point drop across the board there. And I think you would see that that is a ship that should see more play because it's really good. But like a lot of things in Scum, there doesn't seem to be a place for it. Oftentimes they've done points reductions as kind of a, hey, put this ship on the table more. And I think that would be a great idea. I think 52 points for the Shadowport Hunter, the generic, is not unreasonable. Uh, I'm probably fine with the generic going down. I don't really agree with Ketsu. And I don't know about Asajj. She seems really good for those points, but you're right. We don't ever actually see her. Yeah, or Ketsu could stay, but I mean, 
Asajj and Ketsu both at 66, I think, would make some interesting list-building choices. Because you've got Ketsu, who's got the higher yeah, higher initiative and a better ability. Asajj, you've got Force. So, I just thought of this. and um, You can do some interesting, like, you can do, like, an Asajj with Lats and then a Kanan list, where they're both just super defensive. You don't do anything else. I was going to say, what's your finisher in that list? I don't know, 70 points of Fenral, probably. (laughs) This is something we could probably have an entire discussion about, which is non-boss things to put Zamkrew on, like, just as an entire episode. But uh, until Zam goes up, like, Asajj actually feels like a really good candidate for Zamkrew. Because Um, even the second arc, you can be twice as likely to proc it as well. And if you take the Shadowcaster title, and you just point that arc forward... And then you hit them with the first attack and tractor them. And if they dare to shoot at you, you shoot them again. But this time they're tracked. Like the uh, one that Smith and I talked about the other day also is like Forlom feels like a really good Zam crew carrier. Really good Zam crew carrier. Like Smith did really well with Bosk, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's really good." And it is. But there are a lot of scum ships that would really benefit from Zam Crew, and that's because Zam Crew is and bonkers. That faction but... is built around ships with crew slots. Jakku yeah. <laughs> uh, Gunrunner with Zam. Any other non-Boba Fett fire spray? <laughs> I mean, you make a joke, but like if a Jakku rolls up to range one and tractors somebody, and then goes shoot me so that I can have a mod shooting you back. Like, yeah, exactly. That's like, my point. Four points. Like Zam, Zam is just too cheap. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. She's just too cheap. Yeah. But even in a world where Zam is an appropriate number of points, on something like Asajj, that feels pretty strong, potentially. Yeah, uh, I really feel like if you have a crew slot, you should start with Zam and go from there <laughs> in Scum. Yeah. Like, there's just so many good places to put her. The Falcon. Like, yeah, it's a wimpy shot, but anytime you get one of those special conditions of extra dice, you have two attacks. Like, I was going to say, if you get the dream five-die Han shot, where it's like the obstructed range one or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you... <laughs> and then they don't want to shoot you where you'll shoot them again. Like that's pretty strong. Yeah. Okay. Uh Doug, what else did you have going up? Or down um, or changed. Uh, sorry, I wasn't pushing talking. Um uh so one that I think we talked about last time before points changed that I wanted that hasn't happened is I would like to see vultures and hyenas go up a point and have the configurations go down to three so that there's no more of this only on a couple of them. It hasn't been as much of a problem this meta because vultures aren't very popular, but it's still something I'd like to see changed. Just just make it an auto-include upgrade. It's a configuration. That's not a big deal. Agreed. I agree. Okay. And uh, Greg, what else have you got? Anything that you think? Uh... Uh, I want one that's way more interesting than this. I feel like um, uh, I just feel like I don't come up with good things. So V-Wing, uh, the V-Wing, it's uh, not really used. And uh, like with list building. So I wonder how that could either be improved. I don't know if uh, the title or the configurations could come down. Because um, I think 29 points is pretty good. Actually, for the where the loyalist sits, um, twenty-seven, aren't they? I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What was I looking at? Probably the i three. Um. Oh no, I was looking at it with the configuration. I'm sorry. So oh, twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah, with Besh on there. Uh, obviously, it's twenty-nine. So, um, but yeah, with at twenty-seven. So that's a really good price to me. 
Um, but something about it just seems like I'm not grabbing those and I'm not grabbing torrents either. You know, um, I think, I think this is more a product of the meta than uh, that. And similar to tri fighters, they're just, they just haven't been tried much. Like yeah. when I've seen bean wings being played, they seem pretty good. Um, what kind of lists are you seeing them in? Because uh, lat swarms, like warthog. Yeah, I think they're like if you take like the old sinker swarm, but now you have warthog instead of sinker, and then you just do V wings instead of torrents. I think it's really strong. So nothing uh, practical for in real life. <laughs> it's only four I... V wings. Oh, oh, is it? Uh, it'd be five or five. Yeah, instead yeah. of having an arc, is your your fifth, your sixth ship, you do another V wing. Um, Something but... I've thought of, and I just realized this fits at one hundred ninety nine points. You can run two Gold Squadron Trooper Torrents with Thread Tracers and five Loyalist Volunteers with the Besh upgrade because with that Besh upgrade, the target locks become so much more efficient. Like, you're getting two hits no matter what on that, on the average. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong there. And three agility means they're going to stick around a little longer. Yeah, it's... So I think the big thing is um, in the current meta, when you have things like Barons running around, V-Wings aren't very appealing because they're I-2 instead of I-3. They don't have the missile slot to be a high punch threat. Um, but uh, they're definitely worth the two points over a Torrent, and I, I'm pretty sure Torrents are still good at 25. I think it's it's just the meta has a shift a little bit for them to, to be seen. Agreed. Very true. All right. Uh, and so the the last one that I had on my list was something we'd kind of mentioned a little bit before, the Resistance Sympathizer, the generic Resistance Falcon. I want to see come down three points to 55. My gut instinct is to say boo Falcons. So <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> because... But in retrospect, oh. I almost kind of want to see what Greg oh, said. Did you hear? Did Doug you asked if he had a reason you picked 55. Uh, because that seemed like a uh, gutsy move there. And also it's because that's what I want to see. Uh, well, that's kind of close to where the uh, da -da 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 -da. Lancer, the Shadowcast, uh, Shadowcaster generic is right now. It's at 54. I said 55 because at any less of a reduction and it doesn't make any difference at all anymore and you get into spammability problems uh i mean i wouldn't ever take it to 50 i don't want to see four falcons on a table under any oh, circumstances yeah, not. Uh, but i think dropping it to you know 55 points takes it out of the at 58 that's not really a playable ship but if you drop it some then you get the idea of, hmm, this is a reasonably tanky still. It's, you know, it's no Rebel Falcon, but it's still an 11 health ship. Uh, three die turret that is a viable threat at 55 points. I feel that's, that's fine. Uh, if someone wants to try and run three of them, okay, you know, good luck. You can do that now, but uh, I, I would just like to see it be... Uh, be a little bit more played, and I think dropping it to 55 points would do that. Doug, do you have a reason for asking that question? Yeah, I mean, it just... I, 
to go back to the Tri-Fighter. I've never seen anybody try to make Resistance Sympathizer work, so... I was like, really hoping you had no. it on your list as well, and you were like, 55's not low enough. I had yeah. 52. <laughs> no. I was going to say, no. like, you know, is is your father the Falcon King, Bob Howe, sending messages to you? No, I just, like, 58 is already really cheap for a three-dive bow tie turret with 11 health and boost. Like, uh, I want, yeah, I, I just want to see it go lower, because... Here's the thing. At 55, you can throw engine upgrade on there, and it becomes a legitimately scary maneuverable ship for that. Okay, but why does that change from 58? It's three points cheaper. Yes, but cheaper my point is, is better. Like, there's no thresholds you're crossing for this, like, and it's not a spamming ship. And I just, it's fine. If I don't have a problem with it, I guess it just seems like a weird one to pick because to suggest that the Risen Sympathizer is bad right now other than it hasn't been played. I know, and that, that you know, and this is where I'm saying, you know, while, while there's the nerf aversion, I feel that there is also potentially the opposite, that luring people into playing a ship more that I want to see play, played more would be neat. I, I'm i not trying to claim, I'm not trying to claim this is, you know, what's there for balance, and I'm not trying to claim it's there for the good of the game. I just want to see more people fly this specific ship more. Okay, but then I actually disagree with that from the standpoint of you're walking into a Nantex problem there. You're making them cheap just to put them on the table, so you're actually unbalancing them just because they're not played. I'm not saying that's necessarily the the case. Yes, they were. They went down like eight points. That's when Uh, Nantex became a thing. That's true. That's true, yeah, because that was the overreaction to Ensnare going up. Yeah. All right, Doug, do you have any more? Uh, nothing big. My last one is I think Gleb should move from two points to two times its initiative. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, two, four, six, etc.? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not as big of a deal as I thought it was. Yeah, okay, like, uh, so squad he's still... He, he, than that, and Gleb is still a million times better than squad leader. It's a crew slot versus talent, but, like, Gleb's just, like, you have to pay points for coordinate everywhere else in the game. Why is Gleb only two? Yeah, I so think he'd be like six thing. points on Kanan in the, the list and there. Most Gleb carriers are going to be I2 or I3. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a small nerf for those, but still pretty reasonable. But then, like, something like Scum Han can take Gleb and be 50 points right now. And nobody has broken that yet, but that doesn't mean there's not something there. Yeah, just... <laughs> when all these scum crew go up, I really wish I had a cheaper ace to fly. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I do agree, though. Gleb needs to go up. I probably would have uh, not thought of two times his initiative and said five points. <laughs> I would I would have made Gleb exactly the same points as squad leader. So, uh, My last one is, I think Soontir fell. Needs to go up to fifty-six points. Oh, oh, spicy! Explain yourself. Two points. Two points. Two points. Um, he's stupid good and is too cheap. Self-explained. Is he? I mean, like, yeah, like okay. So, auto thrusters is the best ace ability. True. Um, he's also the cheapest i six ace. Uh, okay, yeah, we're not counting Hera as an ace. I assume here. I was not, no. She doesn't have three okay. attack dice. So, uh, three attack die aces. Fair. Okay. Um, he's significantly cheaper than most of the rest of them. Including eight points. Like right now, he's eight points cheaper than Poe. And you take Soontir over Poe every time. True. Uh, actually, maybe not. 
I mean, he's right now the same cost as Wedge Antilles, which I think might be thematic, but... He cost less than Wedge for a long time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, also, Wedge is probably overcosted, but that's FFG saving us from ourselves. Um, but I really do think Soon Tier just can go up a couple of points. It's Empire list building so easy, and Soon Tier can just fit in any list. Yeah, like, I think if Suntir cost 60, people would still take him in all the situations they take him now. And that's the six point. have a smaller bid instead, yeah. Yep. Like, I think that's the biggest justification needs to go up, is that uh, all of the populists that have Suntir, all they would do is sacrifice some bid, or they would, like, lose an upgrade somewhere, but they wouldn't not take Suntir. Okay, Larry. Thank you for articulating my point better than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Overall, is there anything else we'd really like to see changed? Uh, one of the things that, yeah, I was going to say, that's something that, you know, we, we did mention. When we get a points change, we almost always get hyperspace changes. Uh, I, one, one more points change, just because I brought it up but never actually clarified. Uh, I think Dooku should go from 10 to 15. Ooh, um, oh, my. Which see, a lot, but, what? like, so uh, Dooku was cheap because... Uh, Scimitars didn't really use his ability, so he was pretty much just paying for the force point, which made 10 kind of reasonable. But then mm -hmm. anytime you take a force carrier that has a useful force ability, the 14 plus range is very quickly the threshold. And Duke's ability is really, really good on fire sprays. Which is why I went to 15. Mm. Agreed. Okay. That's also why I only had Zam go up 5, because in the two of them, that's a 10 point increase. And they're together in every list, so. Zam has ruined my faction. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm so yeah. sad at Zam. I was so excited for the Fire Spray to enter CIS, and then it, like, just ruined it. I want to say, I'm pretty sure we also called this whenever Zam was first revealed, and we were all pretty much of the opinion of, I don't know how, but this card is going to break the game. Yep, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, sorry, Matt. I promise not to interrupt with any more points changes. No, that's quite all right. But mentioning that when we see uh, points, the points document updates, we see updates usually to hyperspace as well. Uh, we've all mentioned, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but definitely uh, to each other, that hyperspace feels really just kind of dull right now. Uh, what's one ship you'd like to see out, one ship you'd like to see in for hyperspace? Uh, going around the horn, Alex. One change I like to see in high, like a hyperspace change. Yeah, one you know, um, one ship in, one ship out. I would like to see a lot of ships and a lot of ships out. Um, I don't really know if I want to take anything out. Um, I'd like to bring in. I don't know. It's. I don't know, man. I'm just not happy at all with hyperspace. I think it needs a drastic overhaul, personally. Okay, you you say it needs to knock over the apple cart, Greg. Uh, what would you like to see in or out? Um, I'm going to say named Delta 7 Aether Sprite pilots. Coming in? Okay. Coming in. Yeah, because I think Jedi Knights are boring. Very valid. Very valid. I think uh, it would be really interesting. I don't know how they would go about doing this without making it really complicated. But making it so that certain pilots had to take CLT or could only take CLT and certain ones could only take Delta B, things like that. Hmm. Huh. That would be, be too complicated, but I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doug, what about you? Uh, I would like to have Resistance be a faction by bringing generic T-70s in. And then I would like the U-Wing to be entered back into Rebels, probably at the cost of like having to make some other sacrifice with their ships, because 
rebels get yeah. to bring whatever they want in hyperspace. Like, and yeah, and that's my controversial one. And this is going to be so hard for me to say. U wings in, B wings out. Mm. Yeah, I would actually prefer if they took like X wings out and left B wings. Oh, which will never Ooh. happen. For the record, it will not happen because X wing is the name of the game. But that's uh, actually really interesting. Game. Yeah. We're gonna have Star Wars uh, a B wings podcast. Yeah, but that's but actually really name. interesting because, like, you just said, you take X wings out, and if you threw say B-Wings, A-Wings, and I don't know, Z-95s or something like that, then it would force you to fly those and then B-Wings yeah. might actually get some time on the board. That's interesting. I also oh. think more than this hyperspace being bad, it's just gone on too long. Like I think in order for hyperspace to be interesting, it does have to rotate pretty frequently because it's specifically a limited card pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, X-Wing players aren't grinders. They're not going to grind to absolutely solve the meta. It's just not going to happen. So just rotate it out more. Okay. Well, that uh, we've covered quite a bit of things here today. We talked about some of our uh, ships we love to play. We've talked about things we want to see happen. Uh, what do you want to hear us talk about on future podcasts? Go ahead and comment on our social media, on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, we're more than happy to take uh, some listener feedback here. Uh, upcoming. What have we got? Uh, there's actually some in-person tournaments we've got coming up soon. Next uh, weekend. Yeah. I'll that... be busy. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> I'll be busy for the first in-person Kansas City tournament, which is a bummer. Is, it, uh, is that next weekend? Weekend for having a family. Yeah, like uh, not two weekends from now. The next weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. At the time okay. of posting this, it'll be like eight days away or something. Right. Uh, it's uh, Friday the 16th. Saturday the 17th. Saturday the 17th. Saturday the 17th. It's not Friday. It's a Saturday morning one. Because I'm trying to go, and then y'all are just not going to be there. Oh, I'll be there. There's like a 10% chance. I'll stop by. Yeah, I'll probably stop by either way. Yeah. You guys will have a friend in town or something, not forgetting our friend Greg that might be in town. Yeah. The Lake of the Ozarks up until like an hour before that tournament starts first. That's like, what, a. Okay, three, hour drive. three hour drive. You got a point. Okay, I would have uh, a friend in town. Yeah, there is also uh, at the end of this month, isn't there a store champ out in St. Louis? Yeah, so they're doing the store champ kits from right before the world ended. <laughs> Greg is one of like two people in Kansas City that has the dope metal. Yes, folks token. I am a I store champion. Yeah, just you wait. Just you wait. Try and snipe one from St. Louis to bring another back to KC. Um, I won he, so long ago that Boba had a crew slot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he was. And he was in hyperspace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was. What was I flying then? Was I flying the uh, Y4J? Yeah, yeah. The Jedi, Jedi and broadside. And broadside. Oh, man. Those, those good old days. Uh, and I actually, not this week, but, uh, well, as of when you're listening to us, this the following Wednesday on the 14th, I am. Uh, Going to be fighting for my life for the top spot in the top pod of our local league. It has come down to uh, myself, who has gone three and zero in this pod, and Jessica Kraus, who is one of our newer players. Uh, she has also gone three and zero. Oh my God, guys! Uh, she, she's scary. <laughs> she's really yeah, good. She's, she's been on a tear. Yeah, Ryan literally American taught Idol. her everything that he knows. And she ran with it, and now she's like one of the best players. Oh my god, she has no bad habits. It is frightening. I've I watched play her play. Her. Oh, yeah. she 
she is like scary precise with any list you put in her hands. And I, I'm worried because I've been running my 4X2Z list. But here's the thing. So has Ryan. So she's been practicing against it. So I don't know if this means I I know that two weeks. I don't know if this means I should change my list. I don't know if this means I should. Is this I cannot trust the line in front of me? I heard there's a. I heard there's a list out there where like Garvin can get like 13 evades and like (laughs) I don't know 42 focuses and just keep throwing them around the table. Jessica, don't shoot a Garvin. I say if there's something that Harry probably (laughs) great into, it's probably heavy jousters. Yeah, and that's the thing. She's flying through all those tokens. But. Yeah, she's been flying the four T70s. She's been flying uh, uh, here and double defenders. She's a uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. What has Ryan created? Exactly. This <laughs> is what happens when you get someone who has a grasp of the basics, mm-hmm. solid training, and hasn't had time to develop bad habits yet. Ah. Yeah. We've got we've got to poison that well. We've got to give her something that's terrible. Oh, we should encourage her to be a better player. <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, after the finals. After the finals, we'll encourage her to be a better player. Uh, <laughs> Someone oh, needs man. to tell her that uh, resistance sympathizers are really good right now. I don't know. I really <laughs> should cost you know. You've never seen one on the table. They'd, they'd be really good at 55. I think I, they should lower 52, man. <laughs> <laughs> thought I paid so much money for that to be what Doug said. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's that's gonna be interesting this is a it, it's weird because I, somehow i've gone undefeated in our league thus far and i haven't exactly had like easy matchups i've had a rocky road to get here and they've all been close matches i have a one point lead over jess in this pod after three games do you have any idea how nervous that makes me I am used to being like wildly swinging. Either I'm getting stomped or I'm stomping. This is the closest I think I've come in a while to someone who is a straight up, and I say this with all humility and compliments, someone who is a even match for me on the table. And I haven't felt that in a while. Mm. Because... She, we don't know exactly what she's going to do because we haven't seen her play enough, and no one knows what I'm going to do, least of all me. So <laughs> it should be fun. Uh, we we might actually even be streaming the game, so pay attention to our socials for more on that. If y'all want to see me uh, get either my ascent to glory and earn my metal focus token, or uh, to see me get my ass handed to me. Either way, should be fun. Uh, with that, uh, do we have any? Yeah, I think I'll be on stream on Gold Squadron for XTC on Saturday. Uh, I think it's tentatively at one o'clock. So a.m. No p.m. Oh my god! <laughs> a.m. Some, some of their like, games have been weird. They're like seven hours ahead of us. So it'll be prime time for them. Yeah, uh, so prime time game. Yeah. Uh, how is the Team USA doing right now? Uh, we are three and one. We lost to Spain. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a buy this last week. Um, okay. The Spain ones, I think we lost two five overall, but it was oh yeah. Um, Sp- Spain came out swinging. And well, three of the games were literally like last last turn could have gone mm-hmm. either way. Uh, I lost by like six MOV in a. I had two shots on a Grand Inquisitor, needed to do one damage to get half and couldn't do it and went down. And like there were 
two or three other games that way. It was it was a very very close set. Yeah. Um, but so uh, if we can if we can pull out our games against Malta and then Australia next week though we will be a shoe in for the cut. So. Uh, I had the opportunity to play Malta's team captain during uh, Lamu. Uh, he's actually the one who knocked me out of Lamu. So uh, best of luck there. Avenge me if you have the chance. Uh, before we close, does anybody have any shout outs this week? My father, Bob Howe. My father, Bob Howe. My oh, father, Bob Howe. Our father, Bob Howe? Our, our father, father, our father, father Bob Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Greg, what about you? Anything uh, happening over there on the uh, the west side of the state that we should uh, shout out? Uh, Donna passed her certification, Woo! so she is a yeah. state certified, state licensed nurse practitioner. Congratulations! Yeah, awesome. So she can that. come uh, tend to my wounds next week. <laughs> <laughs> also, Lily rolled over yesterday. Woo. All right, barrel roll added to the action bar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Matt, points increase. <laughs> <laughs> Nerf babies, OP. <laughs> uh, well, fourth Tashi Station Radio. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Greg. Baby, uh, barrel roll, barrel roll, barrel roll, barrel roll, barrel roll, Craig. Barrel roll. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Toshi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Toshi Station XW. On Twitch at Toshi Station X-Wing. And on YouTube at Toshi Station X-Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash ToshiStationXWing and toss us a few credits to help keep the hubs off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.